Hi, I'm Patrick Coleman. And I'm Kitty Coleman. And this is Diggin' Bones. So, um, I wanted to say something really amazing happened to us last week. We apparently, we are, we are charting in Belgium. Oh my god, what? Yeah. Tell me more. Well, I guess according to a random podcast tracking website, uh-huh. we premiered on the podcast charts at number 51. Get the hell out. For television and movie after shows. What? In I Belgium. didn't even know that was a category. It is a category, apparently. People like talking about their shows afterwards. Just gotta like we do. Gotta talk about your shows. I gotta call Gladys and talk about my shows. Exactly. So, <laughs> thank you. I just want to give a shout out. Heck yeah. To, to Belgium. We love Belgium, and, too. And our Belgian reader. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are huge fans, and this is not just fan service to Belgium. No. I just want to be very clear about that. We have always loved Belgium. Always. Waffles. Okay. We've loved them. Yeah. Always. I just had some. You, true. Today. You got, yeah. Um, uh, Poirot, one of the greatest detectives yeah. ever written, is, is from Gel. Oh, um, Mussels and Frites. There was a Belgian restaurant Ooh. in Portland. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that place? Yeah. And it was, it was like Belgian food. And I was like, what's a Belgian? But the mussels and frites. But Belgium in and of itself. Absolutely Wonderful. gorgeous. Have you been? I have. I've, been... I've never been. Oh, it's absolutely so gorgeous. Yeah, I want to go now. I'm just so in love with the rooftop. Right. The red rooftops there you of go. Belgium. And, uh, oh, it's it was actually my top country when i backpacked sorry other countries who might be listening uh, yeah. and so uh i just wanted to give some some love to the belgian yes listener Dong who, Shun. who uh i just butchered that thank you yeah who uh who um gave us gave us a rating and this is just to say, no matter where you are in the world listening to this... Oh, we love you so much. I, we understand maybe there's some people in Ireland. I mean, people could be using VPNs. I don't know. Maybe somebody is using a VPN to connect uh, to Belgium. What's and then a like VPN? A virtual private network. It allows you to anonymize your internet traffic by routing it through other countries. So, it's possible that somebody is using... Uh, a VPN to connect to Belgium. I don't want to Belgium. I don't want to believe that. I want nah. to believe that it's a Belgium listener. And if that's who, if that's you, thank you. Say say hello. Reach out to us. Yeah. Now I'm looking at these. I'm looking at this data. You're you looking know? at metrics. I'm looking at metrics. I see there's maybe some listeners in Ireland. Ooh. So if you're listening in Ireland, thank you for Ireland, that. Ireland, you're my favorite rating. country when I, I travel wanna... through. I want to chart in Ireland, you know? I mean, Let's... Ireland smelled really good. And, you know, I don't want to, ch- you know, maybe, yeah, someday, sure. 
I mean, we'll we'll chart in the USA. Maybe. Maybe we'll chart. But, you know, frankly, Ireland is there. Right. You know? Belgium is there. Right. That's where That's, that's where we want to go anywhere. Be. That's so. where our people are. Yeah. I can't wait to tour. We'll do a live <laughs> Digging Bones episode. So, uh, so if you're out there, I just want to say thank you for, for yes, being a listener thank you, thank and, you. and joining us. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get into we'll get into this bones here today. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. let's uh, get into this episode. Okay, so this is uh, season one, episode three, the boy in the tree. Yes, it is. What do you... So, um, this is uh, just to set the table here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually the second episode they filmed. Right. The third episode that they released. Yep. So, there's some funkiness in this one. That gets a little, a little gets a little weird gets a little gets a little funky there's some issues there uh-huh. i think that actually the episode that they released as second as the second episode which was the man in the suv mm-hmm. was probably i mean it was a better choice to it was release a stronger as, episode yeah than this to release one. it as episode two yeah um and i think maybe that maybe there's some sort of metric i wonder if there's a metric that says one if you can get them the first two episodes you've got them hooked there is actually there is because it was it wasn't until after the third episode Mm -hmm. that fox picked up bones for a full a full season okay so they had agreed to the pilot that had two episodes Uh and then um it wasn't until after the third that they decided, okay, I see. I we're see. gonna do this. So let's um, let's talk about this episode. Let's let's uh, let's sort of give the the breakdown, the synopsis before we before we get into it um, seriously. So basically, uh, it starts out with this cold open, some business with Zach that I'm sure we'll talk about later. And his love life. Right. We must um, discuss that. <laughs> and then we go to an exclusive private school. It is the Hanover Preparatory School in Washington, D.C., where um, a lot of children of dignitaries seem to be fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but there they find the body of a young man uh, hung up in a tree. Bones makes an amazing catch when his head falls off and the body falls to the ground. And then we follow the trails, follow the clues Mm -hmm. to find out, did this boy Mm -hmm. commit suicide Mm -hmm. or was he killed? We don't know. Go back and forth a little bit. We uh, interview some suspects. Right. We have a little... uh, sex lies and videotape kind of situation going on um, i'd call it a little bit bigger than or yeah i'd call it bigger than little <laughs> bigger they try to make little of it yeah but i have questions it's, okay there's some questions around this yeah and then um not much of a crazy mystery no there's mm-hmm. not a lot of twists not, not super huge mm-hmm. um but through the uh discovery of a broken hyoid bone Mm-hmm. which we will talk about later. Right. We discover that the young man was actually murdered. 
Dun, dun, dun. By two young people who he thought were his friends yeah. or were his friends and possibly lover. Mm-hmm. So poor young uh, Venezuelan poor um, Nestor. boy. Poor Nestor. Um, and he is uh, given, his, and his family is given the the peace and justice that that they were they were hoping for yes so maybe not necessarily the peace i mean their kids still well, dead and maybe not that they were hoping for either right mm. yeah nobody mm. hopes for that along the way we um <laughs> along the way we have some of this uh interesting reoccurring uh, zach sex business which we is do. really weird kind of makes me um, uncomfortable well, a lot of the sex made me uncomfortable <laughs> in this one but and um, we also have the introduction of sid uh at wong fu's that's right chinese restaurant um he is uh wonderfully played mm-hmm. by the musician heavy d that's right heavy d heavy d i think from heavy way d- back when now that we found love, what are we gonna do? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's not how it goes, friends. And uh, I think he maybe had like six episodes. I don't know how many more of the episodes mm-hmm. that he's in. But at the end of season one, Sid was disappeared. Huh. He was thrown down the memory hole. And apparently after... Season one, uh-huh. they go to Wang Fu's many times, uh-huh. but they never mention Sid ever again. WTF! <laughs> and also, if you're observant, they have been to Wu's. Uh, it's Wang. I think. I think it's Wang Fu's. Okay, they they have gone to Wang Fu's before. And if you're if you think they felt comfortable this the first time they went right and uncomfortable the second time they went it's because the episodes were switched yeah that's right it's weird it's weird that he would that they would go in there into the restaurant and it would be like oh this is our first time we've never seen this place first time or the second episode confused i was like am i watching the right episode second episode we see angela hanging out in there just like having a drink you know everybody walks in sid is nowhere to be seen right in the second episode so maybe that's why they kept Heavy, that business. Heavy, where you business. at, baby? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. Mm-hmm. So it is weird. Let's let's start with um, let's start with kind of the weird love thing here with Zach. What, Zach the, the, and let's, Naomi. Let's let's talk about let's this a little this. bit. Tell me, does Zach? Here's my first question. Mm-hmm. Does Zach need to? Like, have a sexy life. It just does not seem to move suited the, to him. The plot in such forward? Well, just does he at all? It's <laughs> <is> my question. <laughs> Do you think he would think it was icky? Well, no. I mean, everybody deserves sweet, sweet lovemaking. But right? some people think it's kind of icky, especially if you call it sweet, sweet lovemaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, not everybody needs it, actually. There are a lot of people out there who are just oh. like, meh, take yeah, it or leave yeah. it. Just sort of asexual individuals, yeah. happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> everybody deserves it if they want it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, what I don't know about this part is, <sighs> okay, well, first, when we first see Naomi and Zach talking, mm-hmm. then they pan over to Angela and Hodgins. Yeah. And they are trying. It's hilarious how hard they're trying not to talk about Zach and Naomi. Like they're talking about their boring slides right. they have to do right. and da 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 but then like they're doing mm-hmm. peripheral glances mm-hmm. over to Zach and Naomi. Yep. And then they discover we've got a case. Yeah. So they took you know charge. You know what's interesting is with the Zach and Naomi situation, like clearly no, it doesn't seem like there's any chemistry. It's not interesting to me. Um, but that moment between Angela and and Hodgins, knowing that's interesting, knowing mm-hmm. what's going to happen later, right? That's sort of like you can tell they have chemistry mm-hmm. as they're talking, right? And it's not spoiler. Alert. They're not. They're not necessarily being flirty. No, but they're, they're sparking but, anyway. They are. They mm-hmm. are. They just look good on screen. Together. So did the writer? Was that? Predestined, or did the writers see that, see what we saw, and thought we need to do what we're going to do further down the line? Yeah, that's my guess. My guess is that the the more time they spent on screen together, mm-hmm. the more people saw them in the same shot and said, "Yeah, yeah, these guys, these guys need to be connected." Yeah, that that's my guess. I, you might be right. Yeah, but what I don't like about the whole Zach Naomi thing mm-hmm. circling back to that a little bit it's, it doesn't make sense to me that no one would talk to him about it but maybe yeah. that's just coming from someone who's talked to it was really children weird. like not children that sounds gross but like teenagers yeah. about sex right i mean okay there is we have to keep in mind that this is a workplace okay yeah and but they while seem to be fast and loose with that rule. They they do they do except in this instance. Yeah. Except in this instance, they seem very slow and tight. Yeah. And not Ew. fast and loose at all. Gross. <laughs> slow and tight. Oh, somebody needs some psyllium powder. <laughs> they, they seem like. Oh, that really, you really tickled yourself on that one, huh? I sure did that. I don't think anybody else knows what psyllium oh, powder is. Get away from me. <laughs> it helps you poop if you don't know what it is. Because we can't guess that our, that everybody, no. you know, knows. Not everybody is, what do you say, slow and tight? Slow, slow and tight. <laughs> I've clearly been with a 10 and 12 year old boy a little too long. Woo. Okay. Um, it's, it is weird that, that, I mean, like you would think like Hodgins would, but the, here's the thing. Hodgins is a real tease about it. Hodgins engages him about it and right. then like pulls back. And it's like, Oh no, we're not going to talk about this. We can't have this relation or we can't have this conversation because our relationship is up here, up here in our head. What you need is someone more earthy. Yeah, grounded as he points to his his crotch. No, he waved around his crotch. <laughs> he didn't point at his dick. That's true. That's he true. kind of just waved around. Yeah. Like a little squid. 
Now the now the idea here is that Zack thinks normal a normal sexual encounter is kinky. Well, like a basic, like a not basic a normal. Well, because. <laughs> There really is no normal. How you do is That's how you do. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're very progressive. That's true. Um, there is, yeah, that's right. There is no normal. Mm-hmm. But he thinks that basic sex is kinky. Is kinky sex. Yes. And so they're trying to get him hip to that. Now, is yeah. that like the crux of their problem? He and Naomi? Oh, yeah, that he didn't please her. That it, So that is what's going on. Yeah. I couldn't really figure it out. You couldn't? No, I don't know why. I just, I couldn't. Even from make... what she said to him? I wish I'd written it down. But... It didn't make any sense. I mean, Angela makes sense at the end when she's telling him, like, go tell Naomi that yeah. you don't know anything about lovemaking. Yeah. You know things about sex, but you're a complete novice with lovemaking. Right. And that'll apparently drive her crazy, and she's mm-hmm. going to want to teach you about how to make love. This is the big lesson from Angela, kids. If you feel like you're a novice in lovemaking, <laughs> apparently you're, the, the key is to tell your partner that you're, you know, you can do the sex, but you don't know anything about the lovemaking, and that's apparently, like... Well, I think what she's trying to say without saying it bluntly yeah. is, and this is what, you know, women have to learn how to do is advocate for themselves. What she's saying is tell her you don't know what you're doing. Right. Tell her you're a blank slate and she will be comfortable enough to say, all right, a little lower to the left, harder, faster, all that stuff. Is that true, though? Which do you part? do you find the experience that that would be true for you? How if so? Somebody, if somebody it, what, for what part of it? What part of that experience? Well, I mean, you know, we're we're husband and wife. We've been married for a long time. Obviously, it's been a long time since we first uh-huh. hooked up. But in your in your past, if if a man had come to you and said, "I don't know anything about like love well, making," give it a shot. Please, I mean, sometimes there's me. just no saving it. Right, but how? There, would, but that's how a would chemistry problem and a pace problem. Right. How would I react? Yeah. If there was no no, if chemistry? somebody no, if somebody if a if man's... somebody said that to me, I would yeah. say, "Don't use the word love making like that." <laughs> we don't know each other well enough to be love making. And even and then, once you know someone well enough, I find the whole experience. Amusing. I don't like the weight of the word love making. Yeah, but you would be. But you, if if somebody said, Otherwise. "I don't know anything," show me, show me what yeah. to do. You would be fine doing well, that. Sure, as long as they had their paperwork. Right. Yeah. Paperwork means they're negative for STD results. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm totally into that. Yeah. I mean, so I wouldn't want to. Wouldn't want to be. Every time. I mean, get with it eventually. You know, but, I need to see your skills progressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I need some confidence to be built. Yeah. 
pretty soon. Right. But, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Apparently, if you're out there and you're lonely and you don't know <laughs> if it's... If you don't know what's going to happen, just open up and tell them you're a blank slate. Try, yeah, try to try not to use the word lovemaking for certain types of gals. <laughs> Specifically, kind of sarcastic ones. <laughs> it's so strange. Like, of all the... The parts of the... No, just of all like the words that you could use for sex you're like oh love making don't say it <laughs> like you know pounding fucking <laughs> the beast with two backs i'm totally fine with Ew, don't, I don't, know. don't call it love making i don't like the beast with two backs either <laughs> all right let's um let's let's talk about this wild uh thing that's going on between um between Booth and Bones. I have a little insight here. Now, the second episode, the writer said that he wrote this specifically to uh, show the uh, differences between Booth and Bones very early in the season. Uh Um, The writer is Hart Hansen. He, he describes Brennan as, quote, a product of top-notch private schools, while Booth is, quote, a product of public schools and the down and dirty education of the U.S. Army. So he, so Mr. Hart here, uh, or Mr. Hansen, Hart Hansen, uh, suggested that this is uh, meant to explore the difference between, between uh, Temperance Brennan and... Um, and booth right do you feel that he that he did that nope no Mm-mm. no yeah well we get a lot from booth yeah about how you know really bitter he is about people who you know feel like they they d- deserve you know everything i mean he has the right idea especially as an american sure that all men are creative equal right Mm -hmm. you know he's got the right idea Mm -hmm. but um then at the episode he gets all mine 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 right and you're like you almost had me but also his all men are created equal attitude is coming from a a place of bitterness, which is also the, not the right attitude to right. have. Right, and it's hard to be all men are created equal if you are coming at some folks that you feel are not equal in in such a hard right way. I mean, he separates he separates the the you know headmaster and everybody involved in the private school. Yeah. like he immediately. puts up a wall so if you Mm -hmm. if you if you have that that feeling that that everybody is equal then maybe you should drop your bullshit about you know your bullshit baggage that you have about people at the private school right and you're judging them immediately grow up right you know because there's some classist shit going on there from both sides yeah well and then temperance is all but some people better than other people <laughs> which is a shocking thing to say I like mean, especially for especially for bones who has Here's been the thing. some people are better at other 
things. Other things. You can't just people. say some people are better than others. And that's exactly what she says. She yeah. straight up says that. And it's crazy yeah. because she has spent time in countries right. that have that have, you know, been experiencing genocide. Right. There's been wholesale slaughter right. over the idea that some people are better than others. You have stood temperance in mass graves. Mm -hmm. You came back from the first episode saying that you cannot sit in an SUV with Booth and say some people are better right. than others. That I mean, is crazy the writers are being very pendulous <laughs> where are we supposed to find our hero right right like because you're all being assholes right it's hard to know where to land absolutely yeah that's a very strange conversation that they have it was very strange and i and i think you're right i don't think i think um you know in episode one and two they did a better they did a better job of playing the two off each other yeah, and I didn't necessarily hate either one of them for it. Right. In this one, I hate them both. Mm -hmm. Like, you're both gross, bratty, horrible people. Right, yeah. Like, like Bones' business, she gets into the car, mm -hmm. and she says good morning, and then, like, he's like, well, we're on a job. She's like, well, I said good morning to you, and it's like, it's totally unnecessary. Yeah. Like, the whole cold open, before, before the opening credits roll, Mm-hmm. That everything that happens in that first three, four minutes, right, uh, until like the head comes off and the body falls, mm -hmm. it's just all ew. yeah. The chemistry's way off. The writing's off. Yeah, it's it's so weird. So again, going back to this idea mm -hmm. that yes, good job saving this for the third episode. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Circling back, this was not the one you win Fox with. So. Yeah, that's it. So there's not much. You don't see any hope of any sort of chemistry in this one between the two of them. Quite frankly, it looks like they're yeah. adversaries. They're I don't even see together. any hope in the franchise continuing. Like, <laughs> my God, wow. why would we want to listen to these two? Um, what else do we have? Oh, so let's talk about the um, let's talk about the plot, the murder plot and, mm -hmm. and poor Nestor in his life. Right. So we meet Nestor. Is the emphasis that heavy? Nestor. 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 <laughs> Nestor. Nestor. <laughs> we meet him. <laughs> we meet him in a tree. Uh -huh. um, and he's being picked apart by birds. Right. This is a pretty gross one. I would say on the bones, uh, grossosity, um, the the bones grossosity scale, I would call him sort of like a maybe like a five ish, six ish, you know. The man in the SUV was super gross. You thought that like, was super gross? Well, yeah, because they had to use oil to, like, peel him oh, out of I mean, the car. And he was just, like, a, a mass of you know, they really barbecued didn't flesh. Actually. Well, to. of course. Of course. <laughs> but in terms of, like, grossness, uh, you know, I think he's the the man in the SUV was the grossest one we've seen. Hmm. Okay. To me. Probably. You're probably right. Where, where are you at? No, I think you're right. Okay. Um... 
the head coming off and Brennan makes the catch. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty extraordinary. Yeah, I think I would bump it up a little bit. Yeah? Yeah, to like a six. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they could have made it more maggoty. It is pretty, it does look very masky. Like there's holes where the eyes are. Yeah. It's very like masky. There's not like. Yeah. And there was only like five maggots on it. And Mm -hmm. I don't know when I've been startled by maggots. There's usually. A lot of them. A lot of them. You know what I heard? um, This will gross you out. But you know what I heard garbage men call maggots? Huh. Disco rice. (laughs) Those aren't noodles, Michael. <laughs> Who can name that, friends? What's that from? <laughs> uh, so the the clue here is that um, is about the suicide, right? And whether or not he committed suicide or was hanged. Mm-hmm. And the thing that suggests that it was murder what leads uh bones to believe it was murder is the broken is the broken hyoid bone because a hyoid bone apparently does not break in in children right you are an adult and it and it ossifies and this will be the thing that we're learning about did they say oh Maybe that's what you're going to cover. Yeah, that's what I'm going to cover. Okay. Um, but it doesn't become solid enough to break until you're until you're an adult. Okay. So, so that's just saying. Well, you know, anyway, he anyway he apparently kills himself using. Oh, we have a name. We have a name for the machine now. <gasps> we do have a what name. What is the name, honey? It's the Angelator. The Angelator. Yes. De- now, I wonder if they're ever going to use that name again. I don't think they ever do, but it's amazing. You know what? I don't care if they ever do. We That's know what, what I'm it's calling it now. from now on. Exactly. I mean, it's you the have the Angelator. To, the fucking Angelator. It's That's right. Pretty much it's pretty much correct. Yeah. And the Angelator isn't really used to that good effect i mean you know no. we have uh-uh. the we have the hanging simulated a couple of times i but... think someone realized they were going to call it an, the angelator moving right. forward and just felt they needed a scene immediately right because of how amazing that name is yeah absolutely yeah absolutely and it's you know and it's just kind of there the only purpose of the scene was to to reveal the name it does Later, after they figure out why the hyoid broke, mm-hmm. because of uh, the acid in, in the throat, um, right. breaks it down after the hanging. Mm-hmm. The rope keeps the, the acid there. Right. Mm-hmm. And the acid breaks it down, and then it breaks, and then they go back to suicide. Right. I have a question. The angelator is used there as well. Does, how, if the rope is keeping the stomach acid there... Mm-hmm. How does it allow it to pass through? What do you mean? Well, if there's so much pressure around the neck, yeah, that the stomach acid can't go back down, yeah, why is it able to come up? Oh, that's a good question. The same probably, pressure is in the yeah, same tube, so probably because the thought is he was he was regurgitating before he jumped. Oh, maybe there's more. Maybe. Or maybe there was more pressure because things were bloaty. Maybe. 
don't know. Yeah, could be. Could I be don't floating. know. Speculating here. It's a good question. I mean, and it's one they certainly didn't seem to ask in the episode. But of course, if they if they asked all the questions that we have, these episodes would be oh, sure. you know, three hours sure. long. Yeah. You know, they yeah, have they to have... they have to compress time. That's how television works. <laughs> And quite frankly, the questions in my mind will never end. So you do have to make a stopping exactly. point at some point. At you have some to point be like, have to say, "Enough!" Now this isn't this isn't necessarily a good um, a good sign for our book. Oh God, I have thought about this before. Because like, at some point, we'll have to stop asking and asking answering questions. questions. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just part of the part of like good mystery writing is you have to be able to know like, okay, that's enough to get right. the point across. Right. And I think both of us are are rabbit hole chasers. We are. And in different ways too. So <laughs> the fact that we're writing a book together, yeah, gets a little oh, can get a little weird. There's going to be a whole tunnel system in that oh, book. Man, it's, it, <laughs> there is going to be for sure, for sure. Um. What is the, what is the motto for this school? Oh, I will tell you. It is Omnia Mia Mecum Porto. Wow. Now, Booth thinks it means... It could be Mecum Porto. Booth thinks it means uh, dummies stay out or something <laughs> like that. Right. But it actually means I carry with me all my things. Now, where does that come from? Um, according to Wikipedia, because mm-hmm. I only did a very quick research on this, it came. It is said to be quoted of uh, Bias of Priam, who is one of the seven sages of Greece, which I did not have time to research, but oh. um, I'm super interested. So hopefully I get time at one point. No promises, though. Time keeps running away. Um, anyway, they seemed to be his final words as he left town. Uh-huh. his hometown and his meaning was that he carried his wisdom and his character with him ah. instead of a bunch of material stuff ah. and so basically it was a super punk rock minimal minimalist mic right drop. right nice i don't need your shit motherfuckers Carry boom i'm out me. yeah and what was his name uh bias of prian bias mm-hmm and people were like, Bias, where are you going? Mm-hmm. You, how are you going to live? How are you going to live? You need this pot here. <laughs> you got to take this pot with you, yo. You got to take this ashtray. This is it like, <laughs> like, this is basically, he's the opposite of the jerk. <laughs> the antithesis of the jerk, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. He's, he's leaving going, all I have, all I need is in my head. Exactly. It's yeah. all. It's I got, all up got here. My knowledge, my got, wisdom, and my character. Yeah, yeah. That's all you need. It's a very interesting motto for a very you prestigious, know, prestigious Richie Richardson <laughs> school. Yeah. But maybe that. I mean, maybe that's and the point that's they're trying to get judgmental. across. Exactly. Well, yeah, and it could be that you know you put it there because that's the point you're trying to get across to these very you know important. Um, you know kids yeah is that you know the All world the is things that you've been given right aren't that important yeah what's important is, is, the, is what knowledge. you learn here and i mean granted i think this is a great motto for any school right you know not just for like a rich kid school but Mm-mm. you know 
how great to have it all you else. need exactly yeah. all you need is knowledge right. right i love it and unfortunately it doesn't really play into the life of the school not at all no but do do mottos usually no <laughs> no no uh the headmaster mm-hmm. is so weirdly made up for this school <laughs> Like his whole head, his beard is so weird. He had like this white peach fuzz beard that made him look like a Muppet. Yeah. He had he like did. this very felted like head. Oh, he did it, look he looked felted. like a like a, a felted head. Right? My mother really hated blonde beards. Yeah, well, I'm getting Oof. to your point. Well, especially a blonde mustache, which is very <laughs> funny because my mom's or my dad's partner had a blood must a blonde mustache. Maybe that's where she mm, got it from. Maybe. Um, it's uh, the kids are running wild at this school. Oh yeah, the kids are running wild. Yeah. What? So apparently, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. These kids are just filming each other fucking all the time now am i naive i don't remember this being a huge thing like i've heard about you know shots sexting all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff Mm -hmm. taking a a still yeah but a videotape doesn't seem and especially when the other participant doesn't know i don't remember this kind of being acceptable and it seems acceptable also it's, you know, this is a weird time in personal computing mm-hmm. where now the, the spy cams that you can, you know, pop up. Because this is an issue like um, with Airbnbs, right? Okay. You might go to an Airbnb. This is one of the reasons that, you know, people say stay away. Mm-hmm. It could be. Oh, that they've got a, a Teddy cam. Yeah, it could be apocryphal. It could be. Ew. I mean, I don't know how. Many, I don't know how many of these stories are true, mm-hmm. but there's always, you know, sort of online of like, I found this cam here. There's, you no, know, there was one in the shower. God. There was one in the bedroom. So you know, people stay away. Say like, ah, stay away from Airbnbs because it's it's hard to find these things. They're so small. Right. But back when this was made, uh-huh. like for some reason, I. <laughs> And I know this isn't probably what was going on, but I like thought like mini cam, like on a tripod. Oh. But it's probably not that. It's, it's probably, probably one of those computer. like like those old ball cameras. Oh. Do you remember those? Uh no. They were like balls that you could just like put up some they were pretty huge sort Mm-mm. of webcams. No, I don't remember. I don't I don't think they had really the technology then to do Kind of hidden. I mean, maybe if you were a rich kid, you maybe. could. But it would still seem pretty conspicuous. Yeah. And then you're burning it onto DVD mm-hmm. later. Like, yeah. I don't know how you're recording. I guess he was recording it on a hard drive because they said yeah. we, we recovered it from, from the hard drive. Um, well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think the adults who had to watch these were awfully lackadaisical about the fact that people were being videotaped having sex without their knowledge yes <laughs> yes i think i think the fact everybody seemed like oh it's kids <laughs> doing kid things but i don't know i had a stronger self sense of self-preservation than yeah. these 
people and like their parents do not give a fuck no their parents don't Mm-mm. the fbi doesn't no uh there's no mention and then I, I mean this is probably just because of the time it was there was like no mention that you know somebody's gonna go on a sex offender registry well one or... woman should be yeah straight charged up. with statutory, statutory rape. rape yeah straight up and a complete disgraceful double double standard that no one bats an eye and in fact, the lawyer seems to be sitting uncomfortably close to her yeah. in all of the interviews, which yeah. I don't get. Like, if you knew that your client was a serious sex offender, yeah, wouldn't you at least not want to be, like, literally brushing elbows with them every time you go to your interview with the FBI? Like, I, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's wild that they're like... They're like, oh, at the school, the dean is like, this happens all the time. We we confiscate these tapes all the time, and they're Ew. like, they're like, where? Why is no one t- having an assembly about this? <laughs> like, where's the tapes? And it's like, oh, the shit, you know, we'll where's subpoena them. Where's your cyber them. safety yeah. cap? I they're don't like. We're gonna subpoena. We're gonna subpoena your your tapes, and then the sheriff just brings a box full. Yeah, she's just hanging on to him. She's hanging on to a box they're full of sex tapes. In evidence, no one's gonna prosecute anybody. And it's not a small box. No. It's like a large box that she shows up oh, with. Oh, we're not going to go down the box rabbit hole, are we? <laughs> like we did last episode I mean, no. with the plexiglass. No, no, no. Okay. But there's, there's a, I'm just saying, there's a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot of tapes. Yeah. And then, like. And everybody to, seems way too relaxed about it. And it's, then it turns out to be this, like, like a weirdly complicated blackmail scheme. Right? Yeah, I never actually paid close enough attention to the finer details of it. Okay, so lay it out for us. The baby. young, what her name is, Destry. The young Destry, which is the the girl, the young girl. Her name's Destry. The, her last name is Destry. Oh, it's like Camille or something. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. So the young one, and. Nestor's um, uh, roommate, mm-hmm. Tucker. Tucker, which I—that's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. They—they. Uh, <laughs> they, he is apparently has the hots for uh, the girl's mom, right? Ew. And she says, and she says, hit it. Yeah. That she straight up says, yeah, go for I it. I gave him permission. And not so, so he like, which is wild. I guess he, I mean, I don't know how that happens. Like, does she introduce him or like, is there chem- something happening oh, there? I'm before? sure she took a step back and Tucker just went after it. <sighs> That's wild. That's wild. And then so, but you know, they, circling back to Zach, yeah, I mean, he could have used. No, gross. He, he I almost said he could have used a res- rapist. Ew, no. I'm sorry. I take it back. I take it back. Zach could not have used no, uh, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Young lady's mom. That's, that's a weird thing to suggest. Ew. No, I feel gross. <laughs> so, so Can you she take that part out. I don't want the world to hear that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so she and Tucker, the mom and Tucker. Mm-hmm get it on Mm -hmm. and weirdly in the same way 
exact same way. Like they're on their knees. They're on their knees on the bed with their chests pressed up against each other. Mm -hmm. And that's apparently the only way people at this school make love. Well, it's very basic. (laughs) As we were informed. So. (laughs) Yeah, you would think. so, so So mom and Tucker do it and they film her. And her daughter's like, oh, yeah, blackmail her. That we'll get so much money yeah. from if you blackmail my mom. So they blackmail her. It works. They get five grand out of her. Right. And then he says to the the younger girl, mm-hmm. it's your turn. Right. Now you're going to sleep with Nestor and record it. Yeah. And then we're going to blackmail his parents because he's a good Catholic boy. Right. Um, first of all, as Catholic, we can all say that good Catholic people are not abstinent, ever. (laughs) I can't think of a single one that was. Yeah, but you want to be seen as such. I didn't. Okay. Well, Nestor... And I I actually was, but not by choice. (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe Nestor, maybe Nestor, you know, definitely does. Because apparently he gets pissed off about it. He gets so pissed off about it that he's going to, he's going to reveal the, the plot, uh, the, plot mm-hmm. the blackmail plot. Yeah. And, and which is fine. I mean, he's well, pretty blameless. Well, I would be pissed so. off too, because, you know, he thought name Camille. Yeah. If that's or her Naomi. name. No, Naomi's Zach's lady. Oh. But I can't remember the girl's yeah, the, I can't, I the can't teenage remember. girl's yeah. name. But anyway, um, yeah, she, you know, he thought he thought that she loved him. Yeah, and he was very upset that mm-hmm. they were just blackmailing him, and so they killed him because he was going to reveal what Tucker and what's her face are doing. <laughs> right, and. Um, it's weird that they would have that motive because based on the way the adults around them react, mm-hmm. there would not have been any consequences if Nestor had said anything. So yeah, it's almost like they would have just been like, this is what kids do. So it's almost like it's almost like they it almost makes the murder worse. Right. Because know? obviously they've been raised they to believe there just, are no consequences. And they're to just their ready. Actions. They're yeah. just ready to kill somebody anyway. It seems like. And so they dose him with ketamine, and then they hang him in the tree. Sociopaths. They are terrible, terrible, terrible young people. And, um, you know, it's just, it's sad. It is sad. Kids today, huh? (laughs) It's sad. So, um, talking about Nestor's murder, though, um, I think we can get into some of the science. Sure. Science corner. Let's get to it. Science corner. Okay, science corner. So I'm. I was very interested in um, the hanging and the hyoid. Yes. Because um, the mystery this week uh, revolved very much around the hyoid bone, how it breaks, when it breaks, and um, how hanging affects it. Right. So. The hyoid bone is actually um, present in many different mammals. And it is a horseshoe-shaped bone situated um, at the front of the neck uh, between the chin and the thyroid cartilage 
uh, around the third cervical vertebrae. So very, you know, pretty high up. I wish um, you guys could see the fluttering Patrick's doing around his neck. It's Christmas. not. It's not the larynx. It's not the larynx. It's not the, the larynx. The larynx. 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 The voice box. It's not the voice box. It's not your jaw. It's a very specific little bone uh-huh. that that looks like this. Uh, that looks like this horseshoe. Um, it. It's articulated so it moves because it's attached with muscles and, mm-hmm. and ligaments um and it's thought to play a part in um sleep apnea really yeah yeah so the movement mm-hmm. to uh can get so out of whack that it can that it can cause obstructive sleep oh. apnea. so a lot of times um there's there's a surgery to uh, uh change the hyoid bone sort of the position mm-hmm. um, in order to treat sleep apnea. How interesting. Uh, I have sleep apnea. You do? And I use a CPAP, mm-hmm. uh, which has the uh, uh, forced positive air. Right. Um, and so I don't know how that affects the, the hyoid. And I don't know if like possibly removing, because I did an at-home sleep test. Right. And they said, oh, you got sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Here's a... Here's you did that. There's a machine. I know. do not doubt your results. Well, I don't doubt it either, but, you know, there. this was the only treatment option presented right. to me. Right, right. It's not like anybody looked at my hyoid bone. Right. And said, hey, That's you a good might point. have a hyoid issue. Yeah. I mean, maybe I have a hyoid issue. Yeah. Let's just, just fix her. just gave me a CPAP. Get her done. So, I don't know. I don't know. I have to get my hyoid looked at. People, I, that's not something you hear. Gotta get the hyoid looked at. <laughs> I gotta go in and get my hyoid checked out. <laughs> Been real acting up real bad lately. Uh, the name is uh, derived from the Greek hyoides, mm. which means shaped like the letter upsilion, which is U, the okay. letter U. So that'll give you an idea of uh, what it's like. Um. Horns. It has horns. Ha! How uh, metal of the bone. Yeah, right? Is it the most metal bone in the uh, body? Two sections of bones that project from each side of the hyoid, um, I think, to allow ligaments to attach. Um, so this is, okay, Here, here's where things get with the development of it. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is, this is where it clues into our, our bones mystery. Uh, due to the position, the hyoid bone is not easily susceptible to fracture. Uh, in a su- suspected case of murder or physical abuse of an adult, so strangulation, say, uh-huh. uh, a fractured hyoid bone strongly indicates throttling karate chop or karate chop or strangulation in children and adolescents because it hasn't ossified. The fracture isn't there even after serious trauma Hmm. so so here's the question though i mean nestor was 16 or 17 years old wasn't he yes when does the bodies i mean i would imagine it's different Mm -hmm. in everybody um but when do your bones can you know when does your body say okay ossification's done right i think it's well i think it's just well into adulthood like 
same amount with brain development? Uh, possibly. What I want to know is is the function here. That's that's oh what the function I of the hyoid bone. Yeah, I, yeah. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't. It oh yeah, here it is. Okay, it's a uh, present in many mammals. It allows a wider range of tongue, pharyngeal, and laryngeal movements by bracing the structures alongside each other in order to produce variation. So it's there so all of the tongue and muscles in your mouth can can move and change against each other. Right, because uh-huh. if it weren't there, it perhaps those, yeah, those muscles would maybe collapse in on each other instead of allowing you know the travel up and down uh-huh. uh, to to allow for uh, or to for bump into like, each other so and then yeah. to muddle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, its descent in living creatures is not unique to Homo sapiens and does. Oh, that was just what I was going to ask. And does not allow the production of a wide range of sounds. Um, with a lower larynx, larynx, men do not produce a wider range of sounds than women and two-year-old two babies. Do not. Do not. Huh. Wow. Um, yeah, then it sounds just more like a stabilizer than a... It does, doesn't it? Um, the larynx position in Neanderthals was not a handicap to produce speech sounds. So they're saying it wasn't a handicap even though it was a different okay. place. Uh-huh. Um, the discovery of a modern-looking hyoid bone of a Neanderthal man in the Kerbara cave in Israel led its discoverers to argue that the Neanderthals had a descended larynx, larynx and thus human-like speech capabilities. However, other researchers have claimed that the morphology of the hyoid is not indicative of a larynx position. So recent research has indicated that the hyoid bone may have significant involvement in the ability to swallow. But that's just recent research. Um, it has I been think high... I felt it when I did that. Yeah. Try it. It... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it has been hypothesized that the mammalian hyoid bone evolved in conjunction with the development of lactation. Thus oh. allowing babies to suckle milk. Wow. So yeah. are they suggesting that there was something before lactation? Um, How did we feed in him? We were in marsupial. conjunction with the too. development of lactation. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird. That would suggest that lactation was developed. So what was... So how before? did they feed the babies? Uh, like probably... They're probably we're probably thinking like way back before back when we before ma- like when we split into the mammalian species. Okay, right. So even um, before ape-like like, creatures, yeah, yeah. we're talking amoeba-like creatures. Right. Wow. All right. So it's pretty much it's a that's a quite a complicated and not well understood bone. No, we it's, probably just spread some falsehoods. Even I don't think so. I don't, but we were speculating about no, whether it was it's all a very, structure. It was all very true. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was some speculation as to what, what I can things say, meant. What I can say is I feel like the function of the hyoid bone may be best summed up 
as uh, as great for pathology. Right. And hanging. Great. Yeah. Thank God for it, huh? So, and you know. nursing. Yeah. And, oh, nursing. Life oh. and death. <laughs> oh. Life and death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that how like it that. always is? Not Life always. All right. So that's our well, science-y bit. Um, All right. And maybe it was a little um, muddled. I, I apologize. Did my best. I mean, we don't all have time. You know, we, we're busy people, folks. <laughs> okay, so bone to pick. Bone you have to a pick. lot. I no. I'm just gonna. Ch- I. You said you had a lot. I'm to not choose s- from. Oh, okay. I'm only choosing one. All right, go. I don't want to sit go. here and bitch for a half hour. <laughs> Maybe and we that, actually don't have that kind of time. Yeah. Okay. My bone to pick is, um, Tucker. Yeah. The blonde kid. Um, seems like he had two, two things really. Yeah. Seems like his haircut was trying to send a different vibe than conservative upper crust school. Okay. But that the makeup person was trying to fix that problem. <laughs> like it was really, really sh- short on the yeah. sides, kind of like yeah. he shaved it. Yeah. And I feel like they kind of colored it, like the color was off a little bit, so they mm-hmm. colored it to make it look thicker so that it would blend mm-hmm. in. It, I don't think it worked. So that's my first Tucker beef. Yeah. My second Tucker beef is he seems to have like an underlay of a Brooklyn accent. He does. Which, is that him playing that? Or does he have one that he's trying to hide? Well, he comes from the Northeast, right? Because he was going to go. But his to parents Nantucket don't or have whatever. It. No, they don't. They don't. And so if he's weird... going to a private school, they're going to beat that accent out of him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so those are good. I don't yeah. know. It it just ooh, irked yeah. me. Yeah. And it might have been just something he couldn't act out of. Yeah, it's possible. Needed a a dictation coach mm-hmm. or something. That's my uh, bone to pick. My bone to pick, and this bugged me for some reason. Mm-hmm. So Sid, I my bone isn't Sid. I right. think Sid, fine, great character. Have a have a guy there, who re- I mean, you know, every, isn't that the dream? Every TV show has its Arnold. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you referencing Welcome Back, Carter? No, I'm I'm referencing Happy Days. They're Arnold's. They go to Arnold's. Oh, Arnold's. Yeah. And well, Arnold is the guy who runs Arnold's, right? Okay. Yeah. So every, you know, you have your... Okay, I'm with you now. I got it. I'm caught up. Peach Pit. The guy at the Peach Pit. Peach Pit. Yeah. 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 So you need a Sid, you know. You need a place to go. Fine. Whatever. Mm -hmm. He apparently has a very uh, almost supernatural sense of of what you want to eat. Right. And he'll just like bring it to you. You don't order. You don't order. I mean, this is what this is, is omakase. That's what the Japanese call it. Right. We've eaten omakase many times mm-hmm. in, in places. Just say, hey, bring me what you want to bring me. I am putting myself in your hands. So it has this, this policy is throughout. Right. But That's not a new policy. Yeah. He does it so well that it's exactly what you want. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Brennan, she takes this 
at face value. Right. Has zero questions about this yeah. supernatural, oh, yeah. strange, strange ability. Like, he brings her what she wants and she says oh yeah this is exactly what i wanted but she doesn't have any skepticism about yes. this where is the empirical evidence exactly yeah. she's just like huh, he's got a knack yeah what? she never not... has blind faith what, what, do you what are you talking what do you mean he has a knack yeah you know it, it drove me crazy yeah it drove me crazy that was one of on my list all right hey yeah. we both picked that up mm-hmm. good thing we didn't have the same bone to pick <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you um? Did you get any? Oh, you know what we didn't mention? Hmm. There is no folk montage in this. I know. What the hell? We're so excited to have folk montage corner. And you know what? I have two songs on my folk montage playlist. Yeah. And I thought I was gonna have a third. Nope. And not it this was time. Not to happen. So instead of actually discussing it at every episode, we're going to have to keep score yeah. at every episode. Yeah. And, and if does one it comes it, up, we will it discuss not? it. Yes. But the fact that it doesn't have a folk uh, montage in this one, right? It's a, it's a damn shame. Another reason why I don't like this episode. Yeah. It just doesn't hit. It doesn't hit. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think that's I think that's it. That's all we got. I think that's what we we no uh, closing words. Did you come up with any closing words? I mean, the only one I could think of is I carry with me all my things. It was yeah, pretty heavy. I think that's it's pretty deep. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think we, I think, uh, fitting for this episode. Yes. It, it wasn't, there are words of wisdom mm-hmm. don't come from a character. Right. They come from the one wall of, the... of a school. Oh, I was going to say one of the seven sages of Greece. Well, okay. <laughs> via, via a school wall. Yes. Via a school wall. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one more, one more time. What is it? With the reverence it deserves. Omnia mia mecum porto. I carry with me. All my things. All my things. Yep. And let that carry with you, dear listener. Um, and thank you for joining us. Please... Uh, stop by and subscribe to our newsletter. Yes, it is, please. Um, Thank you for write... everybody who's subscribed Absolutely. so far. It's, it's how to write a mystery with your spouse. If you're mm-hmm. joining the podcast and you have no idea what our newsletter is, it's how to write a mystery with your spouse. And that's at marriedmystery, all one word, dot substack, dot com. Mm-hmm. We post uh, twice a week, one yep. about what how what we're doing and how we're writing, one uh, update, sort of giving our stats and things we learned, and then monthly we are um, releasing an excerpt, a little teaser for uh, for the novel, and I'm excited about the one coming up this month. Um, and let's see if you wherever you're listening, if you could just you know uh, give us a give us a rating, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and give us give, the pop up a rating and a review up there. That'd be I, great. You know, it doesn't matter what you say. Hopefully, it's something nice. But you know, be honest. Be honest. And um, we would love, we would love to get your feedback um, and reach out. We're we're happy to hear from you. Yay! And we'll keep we watching. So until next Tuesday. Until next time. Um, we hope that you that you are having a wonderful time in life. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Bye-bye. We sure do. Bye.